You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. What's hello, up, everybody? Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. The show you know and love. Things you don't hear in church. We discuss the gray areas of the Christian faith, as you heard in the beginning. Yep. And this week, we are super excited. I guess you could say we have a dangerous episode mm. brought to you by the Classic Blue Cup. Classic Blue Cup. No uh, no promotion needed. No, for that just blue cup. straight vodka. <laughs> and that'd be okay, because Christians can drink. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. And depending on how you define drunk... You're fine. Wow. It's a joke. How, what other definition is there? If you don't believe in it, it doesn't exist. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. I don't believe in being drunk. I don't believe in... I've never been... It can, I don't know what that word means. What is... Is that like a... Drunk? What is that? Is that like an alien species? I don't, <laughs> I don't do that. Not me. <laughs> yeah, so today we're talking about a really interesting topic. Actually, for the next... Uh, uh, well, we're in a series pretty soon, actually, on heaven after this, but this is kind of like the intro episode to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we're talking about... Um, does danger pre-exist the fall, right? So the idea is so many people think he- uh, heaven, hell, all, think heaven is going to be boring, right? I can't imagine that hell would be boring, but maybe that's what hell is. Who knows? Um, <laughs> it's just ultimate boredom. <laughs> Could you imagine? No. I mean, I don't know. That doesn't sound like a... Just isolation with nothing to do go insane. for eternity. Oh my god! That would be so bad. Um, disclaimer, this is not vodka, it's coffee. <laughs> just just so we're clear. There's any... It's Henny. <laughs> it's Henny, I got it. One time I put a... Uh... Oh, my mom had a... I think... What's the drink that you're supposed to put in coffee? Like Bailey's? I have no idea. I don't know, some people put like Bailey's or whatever. My mom had bourbon one time. I thought, oh, well, it starts with B. It might be close to Bailey's. Bourbon, Bailey's, both sound B, maybe okay. similar. So I tried it. Wait, with... is Bailey's alcohol? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so I poured some bourbon in my coffee like a little bit and I drank it. I was like... That is the worst thing I've ever had in my life. <laughs> like, poured it out It's not good. Yeah. No, it was disgusting. It's very bad. But anyways, we're, t- we're doing a series. Um, yeah, 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 And so this is like, yeah, like Darius, I kind of like the intro episode to the series. Um, talking about, yeah, does danger pre-exist the fall? Yeah. Um, the fall of humanity being um, when we send. Yeah. And stuff like that. Whichever fall you want to talk about, fall of humanity or where kind of creation fell. Yeah. In, in a way, at least earthly creation. Did angels and humans fall at the same time? Probably not, but no, who knows? Satan was in the garden, so... So, um, we want to, the, the, the question is kind of posed of a lot of people think that heaven is going to be boring, right? Like how could heaven be fun if like all of these things don't exist anymore, right? If there's no like sex, if there's no danger, if there's no, um, like thrill or any of these things, like how could I have fun? Like surfing's not going to be fun anymore. Like rock climbing's not going to be fun anymore. Like I can't do any of these fun things that like I want to do on earth. Like why I live, why put a mask on dude? I'm being safe. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to be sensitive. I have coronavirus. Um, dude, I got to drink the mask up, bro. <laughs> Your glasses fog up immediately. That's hilarious. I'll just clear my pocket and I found my mask. Um, so, yeah, like hell, sa- or not hell, I keep saying hell. <laughs> Heaven sounds like you okay? it could be kind of boring. You keep talking about hell, are you? No, sh- no, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> um, heaven sounds like it could be kind of boring, right? Like if all those things don't exist. If that's yeah, if you think yeah. about if, if that's your, I don't think hell will be boring. I mean, I don't think <laughs> I'm doing it too. I don't think hell definitely won't be boring. <laughs> hell will be full of things that are bad. Would be boring, but not good time for you. So, are um, you inferring that all bad things are fun and not boring? 
I don't know where you got that from. I mean, you said that hell definitely won't be boring. It wouldn't be boring. So if, if heaven bad. is boring and hell isn't no, boring, heaven's not why boring. would I want to go to heaven? Not boring. Neither boring. Neither boring. One bad, one good. Not boring. <laughs> one bad, one good. <laughs> not boring. Neither boring. Why use big? Why use more words when little words you do trick? <laughs> <laughs> when little words do trick? <laughs> We've been sitting here for two hours, so it's not saving time. Not to me fault. <laughs> What's that from? It's Kevin little from word. the office. It's like the last season of the office. Oh, yeah, yeah. When little words do trick. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good season. A lot of people didn't like it, but they I didn't it was like, really good. It's not as good as the others with Michael Scott, obviously, because Michael thought Scott. I great. But yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. No, I didn't hate like, it at all. I feel like people have the same stigma towards the last season of The Office as they do to the last Star Wars movies, and mm. I don't think I. that's fair, because the last Star Wars movies are so much worse, in my opinion. Okay. But anyways, we're talking about heaven and hell. I like them. And yeah. There was, like, the weird transition season, I think, in The Office, where, like, that was awkward. Yeah. Because everybody was used to Steve Carell. Yeah. And then it switched, and I think it got back to normal. Or, like, a new normal, and it was funny again. And yeah. I, I liked the, both those seasons. Mm-hmm. They were good. For sure. Anyways, so we want to talk about if heaven, or not even heaven, if danger predisted the fall. Predisted. Predisted. Pre- I can't speak today. a bunch of words yeah. up today. If, if danger pre-exists the fall, right? Because yeah. if it does... Then that means that danger, or even chance, or thrill, would also possibly be in heaven. Yeah. What is danger? That's that's really kind yeah. of where we're going. So we got to do right? a few things. We got to look at what the Bible says about danger, about what heaven's going to be like, and then we got to talk about if it's going to be um, in heaven, or even if it was before, right? Um, in the garden, right? And then we can talk about defining even what danger would be, right? Because mm-hmm. it's going to be really interesting as well. And then we can define good and evil, and really get into like uh, those things as well at the beginning. So. Um, I think the verse that everybody goes to um, with this one, actually, let me, let me find it. I know it's Revelation. I think it's 21. Um, and that's a Revelation, not Revelations. Yeah. If you're talking about It's Revelations uh, 21. Oh, Revelations 3. Uh, which book is that? Yeah, Revelations. I don't see that in my Bible. <laughs> it's the last one. No, that's Revelation 1. It's one Revelation. Apocalypse. Christ. We're going to. Apocalyptus. Talking about Apocalypsis. Apocalypse. Uh, oh, that's terrible. That felt so weird. I thought I spilled coffee on me. I did not. No, I can't find um, it. We're going to be talking about apocalyptic literature and how to read it. Definitely a rule of thumb for all apocalyptic literature. Take it literature. all literally. Um, <laughs> nothing in it is imagery. No. Um, it's all literal. I'm making a joke right now, so don't actually do that to the Bible. Yeah. Um, at least for some parts, take literal. Uh, a little quick intermediary uh, Bible lesson. Um, historical narratives, you can take it literal because they're just uh, stories about what happened, not moral commentaries on um, God's character. Are uh, you ready? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I was just filling time. Okay. Yeah, cool. Okay, so this is Revelation 21, 3, and we're going to read to 6. Um, and this is the CSB version. Then I heard a loud voice from the throne. Look, God's willing, uh, God's willing is with humanity, and he will live with them. Man, I can't read. And he will live with them. Uh, they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eye. Death will be no more. Grief, crying, and pain will be no more because the previous things have passed away. Then one seated on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. He also said, um, he also said, Right, because these words are faithful and true. So in there it says, There won't be any more death. There won't be any more grief, crying, or pain. Um, for the previous things have passed away, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where a lot of people will start to, you know, think about things in heaven and think, okay, well, if there's no more grief, if there's no more pain, right, there's no more um, death, all these things, then 
how could I have fun doing anything that I used to have fun doing here if there's not going to be any of those things? Now, of course, you could say maybe competition still exists. So you could have some fun things like competing. Can you have competition without pride? I think so. Absolutely. That's why I never compete in anything. That's <laughs> sin. Come back for more biblical lessons. That's, that's a straight lie. Yeah, that's a but... joke. I'm very competitive. <laughs> I don't think it's prideful. You're right. I don't think so either. Um, I think there are definitely versions of competition. You can be prideful in it, but yeah, it's like innately not prideful. Very easily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just you showing like God-given skill versus another God-given skill, and you can work to get better at that yeah. skill to show more God glory. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. God's glory. Okay, so... Um, like, we compete for God's favor all the time. All the time, yeah. Back and forth. Sometimes yeah. I'm his favorite time of year. Yeah, yeah. Favorite. Sometimes yeah, I wake up extra early, and I'll turn off your alarm so you don't wake <laughs> up. And I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely his favorite today. <laughs> I'm like, did I deceive? Yes, but I spent time with God, so it's it's a quid pro quo. Counterbalances, you know. Yeah. So maybe I'm at zero. Working your way to heaven. <laughs> That's what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, if we're talking about that verse, right, Revelations 21. Um, Revelations? Sorry, thanks. <laughs> Revelation 21. Um <laughs> That's what the verse that people are going to talk about when they're talking about things not being fun in heaven. So we could have competition, like we could still have sports probably, but even the point of a lot of sports is even a little bit of danger, right? Like in basketball, there's danger in like flying high and dunking, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and there's like an amount of pain that happens when you're like clashing with someone else physically, Mm -hmm. right? We see sports like UFC where there's obviously a lot of pain. There's sports like, um almost anything in the water or snow that involves pain whenever you crash yeah, football where you're literally trying to attack like tackle someone right yeah. and we can get even like really small with this in saying like no matter what competition or what sport or physical activity you compete in there's the pain of exerting yourself that you can experience afterwards right like not necessarily uh body parts being broken Maybe, but, muscle but you have muscle soreness, yeah. and you have fatigue, right? Yeah. And there, there's obviously good versions of those things when you like work out and you have a, a good soreness, right? But technically, it is still a breaking down of something in your body, right? Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting, right? Because it's like if they were saying there's no danger in heaven, but mm-hmm. we say part of danger creates like the risk factor, right? Mm-hmm. It's that something is dangerous, yeah. meaning there's a possibility of harm, yeah, and it's therefore it's risky, and the reason it's fun. Is mm-hmm. because there's risk involved. Yeah. Right? That's a lot of people's thing. Like, roller coasters wouldn't be nearly as fun yeah. if you didn't think that flying 120 miles an hour up 400 feet in the air in a few seconds was right. dangerous. Right. If you weren't scared about it, there wouldn't be a lot of, like, hoo Right. And I think part of it is, like, did I, did I cut you off, by the way? No. Where are you going? Okay. Um, I just want to make sure you finished your point and I didn't, wasn't mm-hmm. hijacking. Um, part of it is, like, I think if I, just upon initial thoughts, like, something that makes it fun mm. is the risk-reward factor. Like, oh, there's high risk, so high reward, mm. right? If you are, like, snowboarding, you're trying to go for a jump, and you make it and you don't break anything. I've never snowboarded before, except mm. for, like, when I was a kid. So I'm not an expert on this at all. Or when you're trying to do a trick on a skateboard and you ollie, or and you finally first land it, yeah, like yeah. I, I used to do. There's that achievement. It's like, yes, like, oh, that was scary. I could have fallen, but I didn't. And I, mm-hmm. and I, so there's some satisfactory accomplishment factor. And that, I think, mm-hmm. is the reward is what makes danger fun in a way. It's like the payoff of it, mm-hmm. right? And so it's not, I wouldn't say it's like not fun, at least for me, it, something's not fun mm-hmm. because it's dangerous. It's fun because it's dangerous and I didn't get, and I, and I did, and I avoided it. Right. Absolutely. Like, when I longboard, or I used to longboard, going down, like, bombing big hills was, like, fun because it's dangerous, but at the mm-hmm. end, you're like, oh, that was insane. I could have really messed up. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think another aspect of it too is that you have a human limitation, like say you're ziplining somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have a, hum- a human limitation of you can't fly and you can't travel that fast, right? And naturally. so when yeah, naturally. So when you're ziplining, you've created like a man-made thing that allows you to be that high and to go that fast, right? And so you're transcending human limits. Mm-hmm. Right, that you, like the natural biological limits that we have, and so there's an amount of thrill in I can't do this myself. I'm experiencing this thrill, and it's dangerous because I usually I'm in control of myself, right? But I right. know that I've applied forces on my body going this fast, being this high, that could cause me like uh, pain, right, and harm, right. possibly even death. So it is exciting for me to cheat that system. And mm-hmm. be able to have the pleasure of going faster and being higher than I naturally could be, but while not being in danger or not like directly dying. Right. 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 It, right. Yeah. And it is a lot of like the, the yeah. I think the the pushing the limits. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was a couple of weeks ago I was body surfing um, at Bellows, and I caught this wave and like I have body surfed quite a bit and like mm-hmm. it's always a, it's a fun because it's just like a kind of like a water slide, not yeah. like a water slide, but it's like you just get carried and pushed along the water for right. the time but i remember this one it was really big it picked me up and i think that was the first time i seriously did it well because it picked me up and just shot me out like way faster so than i've fun, ever right? been yeah, and yeah. i was like i don't know i covered like probably 30 40 feet in a very short amount of time and mm-hmm. i got up i was like that was insane that mm-hmm. was body surfing i was like, i've done it a lot but that actually picked me up and i felt a jump in my stomach and just mm-hmm. got shot forward and so that was fun because you're going faster than you expect but also it's like ooh, hopefully this wave doesn't turn me over and put me through a washing machine, right. like smash me on the sand. Right. And so that's kind of fun. Right. So we can talk about like how fun it is to experience risk, right? And especially when you cheat risk and you like come out with the reward and none of the consequences, mm-hmm. right? Um, but the problem is that the Bible says that there won't be any pain and there won't be any death, death, and there won't be any grief or mourning, mm-hmm. right? And so... I think an argument that could be made that I wouldn't make, but I'll tell you about, (laughs) would be that, like, the context of the verse is, like, about mourning and about, like, past suffering and stuff like that. And, like, none of that will exist anymore. And that the pain is just perpetrated off of the previous mourning and grief that's mentioned. Um, And that's more of, like, a a relational or, like, a death-related pain. I mean, you could make that argument, but... It's just you would have to infer that, right? That would have to be, like, your yeah, interpretation, it, not necessarily like, fact. Okay, can you, like, get injured then in heaven would be the following questions. Like, okay, that's dealing with specifically emotional pain. Mm-hmm. Can you trip and, like, break your ankle in heaven? And you're like, dang it. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> so it doesn't seem like you, you can experience pain in heaven. So we kind of have to quantify and, and understand what that means, right? Like, what does it mean to not experience pain and mm-hmm. I think a good way to think about this um, is, like, pain would be, like, your body doing something or something happening to your body that's not supposed to happen to it, right? And your body giving you, like, an emotion to tell you that's not normal, something's wrong with my body, yeah. right? Um, but I think we can go even so small to, like, the, mon- the molecular level of even any amount of decay. Like, as soon as you're born, you have, like, fresh cells, right? And as soon as... Like, you start to live a day in two days and three days in a year mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Your cells start to reproduce, right? And they start to get older. And they actually start to decay, right? Because every time your cell um, gets older, it technically gets weaker. Like, yeah. it, it double or... Well, it gets stronger for a bit and then it starts to decline. Um, well, technically it doesn't start to decline. But every, every day that your cells get older, they technically become 
Um, because there's less life in them. Yeah, they technically can't heal as well as they could, which is why like stem cells are so effective because you're putting like the original base cells that haven't multiplied very many times um, into your body, hmm. right? And and they're rejuvenating you because they have so much better healing powers than the cells that we have. Even though, like you and me, we're at, like the peak of like our physical ability, right? Or that we're both like 25. And we're both like athletic, like our cells are good. Mm-hmm. But technically, a baby's cells are better than ours. They can heal better than ours. Then why can't they walk or talk? Explain that to me. <laughs> because because they haven't multiplied so many <laughs> oh, times, right? Yeah. So technically... But they're fresh. They're more fresh. Yeah, technically, in heaven, if we um, are... Maybe we're there. No one knows this, obviously. But say we're there and we're this age. Oh, I right? know it. This is the age we'll be in heaven. Or maybe we'll be 30 or something like I would, that. Right? Uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows what age we'll be? That's such an interesting thing to talk but about. But no matter what... We're going to be, um, our cells won't be the best that they could be if they're the same as they are now. Oh, I was right? saying heaven, yeah. They like, they'll probably be... More glorified. They'll probably be different, obviously. Be different. But, like, there is some deterioration that has happened if we're the age that we are now. So the question is, like, as we continue to grow, and we are obviously humans, so we have some amount of limitation within our bodies, right? Mm-hmm. As we continue to grow in heaven, um, maybe we don't get older, right or something like that but are you going to say that we don't experience any kind of growth because then that means that we can never get sore that we like we never have any like physical limitations anymore because if you can't Mm -hmm. get sore and if you can't um like if your muscles can't get to an exhaustion point right then that means that you could technically like become as strong as you wanted to or as fast as you wanted to because you'd never get tired or sore or anything like that right i just don't think that's how god created the world the world yeah yeah, I don't think that, but, like, I think humans have obvious limitations on us. Like, I don't think before the fall happened, Ab and Eve could run as fast as they want, jump as fast as they want, or jump as high as they want. Why not? Or, like, well, lift as much as they want. You know what I mean? Maybe not as much as they want. There might be some limiting factors, but they might not necessarily experience fatigue right. in the same way we do. The question is, though, if well, there fatigue is... fatigue happens because of decay, right? In a way? Like, but fatigue, if fatigue hap- happens because of limitations, yeah, and because of de- Right, but decay. if you have a glorified body and we don't know what that looks like, it could be argument that you wouldn't experience fatigue then. Well, yeah, that's definitely the question. Right. Like, I would say you probably wouldn't experience fatigue. But then you wouldn't have any limitations. Correct. But I don't think that that's the case. Because we don't see a drastic difference between Adam and Eve in the garden. And this is obviously just an opinion and an right. inference. Like, it's a wrong we, one, but yeah. We don't see them I'm having like superhuman powers to then all of a sudden, like, oh, now you're limited by like all these like human things. Yeah, but we also don't know if... Well, I guess it could say, like, how they were before sin is how we will be also. Mm-hmm. But there's an aspect where Jesus and his glorified body was teleporting and walking through walls. Yeah, absolutely. So that's You also another... have to ask what, what aspect of that is him being God and what aspect of it is him having right, a glorified right. body as well. Yeah, I've, I just upon initial thought, I don't think that I would say there would be many limitations. Maybe some, mm-hmm. but just because we're we have a glorified body alone and... And all that stuff. I don't know what our limitation. Maybe there'd be some sort of limitation just because mm-hmm. we're get, we're created, yeah. right? Um, obviously, I don't think we'll be able to create things. But as far as physique goes, we won't be able to create things. We can talk about it later. We'll talk. That's a, a better topic. Okay. For okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just mean like, I can't make something out of nothing like right. God can. Well, here, let me try to put this in a box more for you. Like, we will be limited in knowledge, right? Maybe. Well, if we're not limited in knowledge, then we're God. No. Yeah. No. We can be. We have. We can have all the knowledge in in the universe, but not be able to do th- not not be infinite and not be able to create nothing out something out of nothing 
and and all that stuff because in one aspect it depends how you understand this verse but paul says we'll be fully known we'll know we'll fully know as we are fully known or something like that and i'll look i'll look it up real that's quick. impossible you can't you would be infinite if you knew everything no yeah absolutely no how yeah to like to quantify all knowledge and everything you would have to be god because you have to pre-exist all of time you have to be outside of time to know everything you're like you couldn't possibly fit all of that knowledge into your mind and not be God. I don't. Well, I don't. I don't know if to I... be to be any of those like three like things that God is right of being all spatially aware, have all mm-hmm. knowledge, and have all power. You have to be infinite, and you can't have any of those things without being infinite by definition of infinite. So by us being limited beings, we can't ever achieve any of those three things, in my opinion, and I think mm-hmm. philosophically. So this says, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now yeah, yeah. I know in part, but then I will know fully just as I also have been fully known. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could counter you... that with all of the Bible that talks about how what human could know God's ways. Like, we're not like God in his knowledge. His knowledge is not like our knowledge. Like, yeah, but this is talking about after the after death. I know, this is also it. talking about just knowing God, like seeing him face to face and being fully in his presence. Yeah. Not fully knowing everything. I think that's a pretty big jump. Okay, so you're saying, you're saying be fully knowing God. Not fully knowing everything. Yeah. I could get on board with that. Yeah. But I could also... I wouldn't also be... Say, like, we won't ever... Full, maybe maybe part of eternity, and this is probably for a later topic, but it's like... Spends the rest of our eternity knowing, learning, and growing. Right, which means we have a limited knowledge if we can continue to grow and learn. Right? Well, maybe our capacity to know is not limited, but our, our knowing upon arrival is limited. Well, why would we need to have um, an unlimited amount of like space in our mind to be able to learn if there's nothing left to learn? Well, that's what I'm saying. So if we don't know everything immediately, mm-hmm. then we have the capacity to learn. Then eternity could just be learning all there is to know about everything. And that Absolutely. Could, and I because think that is God is it. infinite, you will never grow tired of it. Exactly. Right. So I think that that is a limitation by definition, right, on human beings. Yeah. Limit like the the aspect of we don't know everything upon yeah, arrival is a limitation of knowledge because if there's all knowledge and we don't have all knowledge, it's a limit. On I would our say knowledge. it's a temporary limited knowledge. Well, actually, no, you can never exhaust God, so it'd be yeah, infinite, you can never so, exhaust yeah. God, so it'd be infinite. Yeah. So we would have a limitation of knowledge, right? So that's right there is a physical limitation that human beings have, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So if we have that physical limitation, that means we have many other physical limitations. I would say as well, like we aren't everywhere physical limitation right we don't have all power physical limitation on ourselves Mm -hmm. so there there comes an aspect of um of us right that if we have physical limitations and say we're creative beings right and in heaven god allows us to continue to be creative like he's creative like what do you uh, mean like he's creative? Well, God's creative, and he obviously has... But you don't mean like creating like beings? No, obviously not, yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure no one's going to twist our words. I know, I'm trying to explain it right now. So we're obviously creative beings. God gave Adam the task of creating names for the animals in the garden, right? The first task that he gave him mm-hmm. to one work and to two be creative in his work, right? So if God is going to give us jobs, which he says in, in the Bible, that he's going to do in the mm-hmm. new heavens and new earth... Um, and if he's going to ask us to be creative, which I think he would also ask us to do, we could infer that we could still create things that transcend our human limits like we have now, right? We have motorcycles that can can transcend human abilities to go fast, right? Mm. So the question is, 
if we can do the, both of those things, if we can build things that can transcend human limits and human limitations, then what happens when we're like on that motorcycle and we're experiencing going faster than our human limitations and then we fall off of that motorcycle and experience reality hitting our human limitation? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, this is my belief, I don't think that it would be pain like we know it now, right? Because right. I don't think that we can experience pain. This is my like uh, philosophy around this verse. I don't think we can experience death, grief, mourning, pain, all those things. But I do think there is an amount, there is some amount of consequence still in heaven for surpassing your human limitation and then meeting reality still. Whether it's an amount of like discomfort or something like that. Just like how you could, I think, you'll be able to be sore by exhausting your human limitation of, like, using your muscles in heaven or mm-hmm. something like that. I still think there's, like, a good amount of that you could experience. Not, like, a bad amount, but a good amount. And that's, like, a consequence for you exerting yourself in a good way. I also think there will be some amount of consequence for us um, surpassing our human limitations, thus making thrill and making uh, risk still risk and still thrill because we can still experience... Um, the opposite side of the reward of risk, right? Mm-hmm. There's still some amount of consequence for the risk that we take. So there still could be enjoyment in things like snowboarding and things like skydiving and stuff like that because there is some amount of risk in the things that we take when we surpass our human limitations. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking as you were talking, um, like if, and this is like for the next two episodes probably, so I won't go too much into it because mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil anything. But then it's like, my next, my, my follow-up question would be, will there be a desire or a need to experience that danger that we do here, mm. right? Because there's something about the danger or, or risk factor that we like here, mm. because I think, I think it, what it goes down to is there's some sort of searching for satisfaction. And that risk factor that you experience, or the reward factor you experience when you do something that's risky and you're like oh wow i did something bring some type of satisfaction or oh, sure. fulfillment because it's yeah. like wow i did that and i did it. but then it's like if god brings complete satisfaction and fullness and fulfillment will we even have a, a paradigm of reality of thinking about um that stuff will it be like well the question sorry to cut you off i was saying like would it be like um would we even think about it would we even consider it and i think in one aspect yes because the Bible talks about how there's a new heaven and new earth, right? So if mm-hmm. there's a new earth that we're going to be on, and it's a sinless earth that we're a version of the world we are now, I don't think it'd be an exact replica where all the continents would be the same, technically. But I do think it'd be the aspect of... Um, there's water, mountains. There's water, yeah, there's that. geography, there's something to, like, caves to be explored, mountains to be... And that's where I think that we will spend a lot of time, like, just... And, like, and it won't be dishonoring to God to do that. He'll be like, yeah, go enjoy it. I agree. Um, um, but doesn't but, that go against your exact statement? Right, that's what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just... I think I can answer that for you, though. Because I think God, in that God completely satisfies us, is not that we find complete satisfaction in just being with Him always, but that He created us, and He knows what completely satisfies us. So if God created us with a need to not be alone, He satisfies us by giving us the fulfillment of that need, and that is his satisfaction in us not being alone, mm-hmm. right? So his satisfaction is not us being with him, but us being with other people, and that satisfies that need that he created us with. So you could infer that God also created us with the need 
to be adventurous and to be creative. And that's why we enjoy like Mm -hmm. skydiving and spelunking and going and like on explorations and stuff like that. Cause God wants, cause God has created us with the ability to be creative, to be like nosy about science and try to understand the universe. Right. He created us with those. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. So that's what I was going to just like rebuttal myself with like, Mm. yeah, like God created us with these desires. I wouldn't say their needs necessarily because we don't need to explore science. Right now we do because we need to understand like medical stuff and mm-hmm. it's just fun. But like when we're there, there won't be a need to understand biology. You won't you won't necessarily need to. Why? It's not necessary for survival in the aspect of that definition oh, okay. of need. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's and, not like a, if you don't do it, you die. Right. Yeah, yeah. Here now it's like oh if you don't understand some medical things mm-hmm. scientifically you will die. Yeah. Right. And so it's not like a huge, like, big like capital N need. Mm-hmm. But there, there's like an opportunity, and I would yeah. say a desire, exactly. and I think there's something glorifying God. Like there, like the Bible says, it's for it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, and glory of the King to seek out a matter. Yeah. So there's an aspect where the adventure, the seeking, the the wondering and brings glory to God. Brings right? glory to God because yeah. you're using your creativity that He's given you to understand what He's created, mm-hmm. and and that's what science is, right? It's just like science is is uh, observing or discovering what's already there. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, God has put so many things in this world. Let's all go and just, like, explore what's that look like. Or maybe it's like, oh, some people are super extroverts and just want to hang out with people. Maybe mm-hmm. part of their glorifying God is just hanging out with people. And I think there's so many ways that we're going to get into the next episode, so I won't, I, won't, I won't go too far off. But, yeah, I would say, like, the sense of danger has to be different. I don't think yeah. the thrill would be gone necessarily. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what does that danger look like? Maybe it just Maybe there is no pain. Maybe you just mm-hmm. fall and you're like whatever let's go again yeah you know but maybe there's still that excitement that in your the pit of your stomach as you're exceeding speeds mm-hmm. that you normally can't get to yeah the only problem with that theory i think is that once you do something like that enough it doesn't it's not exciting anymore because it's not new the then point, you go do something else the, well hold on the point of i know but for eternity you experience everything but god's infinite so then you just go experience it. well i know but experiences on a limited earth aren't infinite then they're, we leave this earth or we leave the limited earth. I know, but I'm well. All Earths are limited, so I'm saying if you have eternity to explore a limited like universe, then you would eventually have experienced everything. If it's just about having new experiences, so if it's not just about having new experiences and there's an amount of risk that you're taking, then the risk thing is what's exciting, not necessarily the new thing that you're experiencing. Yo, what if, you know what, yo, I mean? what if the risk factor is like? You technically could quote unquote die, but you just respawn <laughs> at a certain location on the new earth. You lose all your items. Yeah, so it's just like, dang it! Like you're just like, <laughs> I gotta go collect everything again. You're like, okay, or like maybe you don't lose all your items, but you like you, you like could be like summiting a mountain, and then all of a sudden you slip and fall and like summiting. What's that? Summiting. That's what I said, right? I thought you said summoning. Oh no, summiting. I think I just my Michigan. I didn't pronounce yeah, the T's. Yeah. Um, I'll say so. You're summiting. A mountain, and maybe like get impaled on a spike, and you like no. see it through. You're like, oh man, and then you just like, boop, and you're, and you're just like, dang, I gotta go all the way. That was like yeah, yeah. twelve hour flight away, and now yeah. I gotta go back. I think we can't understand it, but mm-hmm. I think in my mind, this is the best explanation for the things that it seems God has created in me as a human being to desire to do. Right? Like, I don't think that exploration and creativity and being curious were things that. Um, only post-date the fall, that only, like, God created in us after the fall so we can survive, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I just don't think that that's what God did. I think that we had those things before the fall happened and that we still have them now, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think we have those things in part so we can continue to understand and glorify God by understanding his creation and him, 
right? Right. You give him glory. Um, it's really interesting. Obviously, we can't ex- we can't understand it until we get to heaven. Right. But I think that's my current understanding that there will be some amount of risk and some amount of drawback to taking risks and failing. You know what I mean? Because mm. um, life is just gonna be boring without it. You know what I mean? No, I don't. Well, uh, <laughs> one one other thing <laughs> I want to mention, or maybe a couple things I want to mention before we close this, um, is the idea, um, or well, actually. This I read this book. This is kind of what got me started thinking about like this alternative um, to like there being risk in heaven. Um, and it's by C.S. Lewis. It's um, probably the most popular um, like sci-fi series he's ever written. Called um, Out of the Silent Planet is the first book. Um, and in in this series, there's one planet that's silent, and it's the planet that is like Earth, right? And it has like Satan on it and stuff like that, and it's broken and people. People are selfish, but uh, and no one communicates. But on the other planets, everybody communicates, and there's a perfect cycle to life. And there actually is, like, life and death on these other planets, but it's, like, a perfect life and death for some reason. And I don't uh, – I wouldn't say this is how heaven is necessarily. I just think it's um, it's interesting to think about. On these other planets, there's still adventure, and there's still competition, and there's still, like, striving in, in like, hunting and surviving between different species. But – they both don't hate each other. They both realize they both need each other to survive. And it's like this, this great competition and mm-hmm. God like, um, like champions them on. They come to know God and be closer to him through these like hunts and through these competitions. And like when they die, it's not a bad thing. It's just a part of life. Um, and they like celebrate like when it happens and stuff like that. So I don't think that's how heaven is going to be, but I think it was interesting of CS Lewis to create like other worlds that are like living, in perfect harmony with each other, but there's still danger in perfection. And I thought it was really, really interesting. Hmm. Just the idea of, of danger in perfection still right. um, kind of got me thinking about this this topic. That's yeah. why we're talking about it. I wonder if there would be, like, animals, and, like, this is probably for the next episode, too, but I just thought about it. And, like, obviously, I well, what I believe about animals now is they're created for our consumption and our enjoyment. Um, like, dogs for enjoyment. In some parts of the world, dogs also for consumption. <laughs> um, but all in all, it's like you can the thrill of hunting, mm-hmm. right? Like that's not a bad thing. Well, actually, maybe not because before the garden or before the fall, there was no bloodshed. Yeah. So maybe we we, we lived it. So I'm probably wrong. I probably just talked myself out of that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think now on this side, it's like okay, there has to be you need meat. But maybe we're supposed to always have meat at some point, and we're gonna. That's so interesting to think about. Were we supposed? I don't think so. Were we but created to eat meat. I don't think so. Are we, we're, is it God's intent that we're vegetarian? I mean, from from everything <laughs> I've seen biblically, I would say yes, but who knows? I don't think God's mad at us if you're if you're carnivore if you're carnivore I'm a carnivore, but yeah, yeah maybe vegetarians are more holy. No, all the vegans started cheering. God commanded them to eat meat in the Bible. It's true, in your face. <laughs> but yeah, um, come back next week. We're gonna be doing. Um, kind of like a two-part episode about heaven, and this is kind of the intro, like we said. Maybe one part, depending on how long we talk about it. Yeah, maybe one, two, we'll figure it out. But it is super interesting. I think something that people always are asking about, like, hey, what is heaven going to look like? Is it going to be a giant worship service? Because if so, I'm out. I don't want to do out. it. Going to hell. See yeah. you later. Yeah. People actually are like, I don't want to stand in a worship oh, yeah, service definitely. forever. I'm like, me either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love worshiping God, um, but me there's different ways to worship. That's Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be talking about that. Because if it is, if worship is to, if, if heaven is to glorify God and worship God, what does that worship look like? And how do mm. we, how does that, what is that, what image does that take on? And so we'll be talking about that. Mm. Um, so yeah, come back next week. 
Check us out on all the social medias. You heard. The Patreons. What else? TikTok. Take your tax. Yep, those. Um, uh, That's it. Send us to all your friends and your contacts. Yep, your mom. Your mom's friends. Yep. All right, guys. Have school. a good week. Adios, amigos. Have a good day. Have a good day. Have a good night. Or night or whatever. Whatever you want to do. Go to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Bye.